Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Just thank Him for the Word of God. Father, I just thank You right now for Your precious Word that has life and light and helps us in every area of this life. Oh, Father, I just pray right now for Your anointing, for Your strength. And Father, I would not want to do this if I did not know and trust in Your anointing and Your help. So, Father, I lean heavily upon you tonight, Father, that our our ears will be open and our eyes will see all the beautiful mysteries and wonderful things that are in your word for us tonight, Father. And I just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I when Pastor Randy called me, Of course, we know I've been battling this stuff in my throat, whatever. But I declare I'm healed. My voice is strong. And I just believe, God, that you'll not look at me, but you'll receive from the precious Word of God. Because the Word is what strengthens us, helps us. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for His Word. So we will, if you'll turn to Luke chapter 1. And, you know, here in this Christmas season, and I thought, well, Lord, are you sure? But I couldn't get anything else but this. So, praise God. But, you know, on the subject of uh, of angels, and, and I thought, Lord, help me. Well, as I'd been just daily reading, uh, I'd been reading the the book of Luke. And you know, if you'll just take one chapter a day in the book of Luke, and here we are, we're in the fourth day, and if you read that whole chapter, you will finish up on the day before Christmas. And it will tell, it is, is amazing to me. And you know, I never ever want to look at the Word of God as something that, well, I heard that. It's alive. It's quick. It's powerful. It's always got help and strength. And so as I was reading, the Lord quickened these scriptures to me. And you know, we know, I'm not going to be telling you anything new, it's everything, but the whole birth of Jesus was so miraculous. And we know that Jesus was with the Father. And he chose to come to earth and and live this life. He stripped himself. This was God in the flesh. And he stripped himself. He did that. He stripped himself of all of his kingly powers, all of the and he walked as a man. He operated as a man so that we could see how to walk this earth victorious, powerful. You know, Jesus was our greatest example. I've had a lot of beautiful examples in my lifetime that I admired and I've looked up to, but no one is like Jesus. No one. So as I I wanted to look, though, in the end, like I said, about angels, so I began to, and this was before really Pastor Randy called me, but I began to see 
and look at this. And, and I don't know that I've ever seen it quite in this way, but let's look at chapter 1. And for the sake of time, I'm, I'm just going to skip over. And y'all, my throat, so y'all, it's not my, well, my voice. Praise God. But we see in Luke, the first chapter, in verse 1, And there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. And we know that his wife, her name was Elizabeth. And they both were, they both, excuse me, and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. So we know they were old, and they were past that, that uh, stage of, of being able to bear children. But something happened. And it says, let's see, where did we know... Here's Zacharias, he's a priest of the Lord. Here's Elizabeth, a godly woman, loves God. Their heart's desire was to have a child. God set the stage right there. And and as Zacharias was in the temple ministering, it says in verse 11, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for their prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great." in the sight of the Lord, and shall not drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he, shall be, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Okay, we see here an angel. He appears to Zacharias, and he tells him all these things. Then we see that Zacharias... He was, of course, like I guess anyone would be, he was so astounded by all of this. And it says in verse 17, and he says, And he shall go, this child that this couple's going to have, the angel tells him, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias or to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, Zacharias, he, he, was, he was afraid. You know, and he said, and Zacharias said unto this angel, whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And this angel that appeared to Zacharias, he said, I'm Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God, and I'm sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And he said, And thou shalt become dumb, 
and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Now we see an angel, which we know is Gabriel. And we know, and Gabriel, if you study the scriptures, Gabriel is the messaging, the messenger angel. He always brings a message. Now we're over here in the New Testament now. There's a lot, a whole lot in the Old Testament, as you know, about angels showing up. I mean, they just showed up. But here in the New Testament or the New Covenant, what I like to say, Zacharias, he's so astounded and he's afraid. And he doesn't really believe what this is, what God is saying. So God had to shut his mouth so he would not ruin the plan of God. You know, I hope if Gabriel ever shows up at my door, I don't say something stupid. You know, where he has to shut my mouth to get that thing fulfilled. Glory to God. So we see here this whole, this sets the stage for the, for the, for the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because we know that Zacharias and Elizabeth, their son was John, who was the forerunner of Jesus. So here's Gabriel. He showed up. He tells him, okay, now he appears, this messenger angel, Gabriel, he appears in verse 26. He's going to go right down here and he's going to go to Mary. And in the sixth month, verse 26, the angel of Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and of the virgin's name was Mary. And you know the story. I mean, the Christmas story, glory to God. But you know what? We've got to look at the Word of God as not as old hat. You know, I've heard that a thousand times. No. This is the miraculous, the most wonderful birth of our Redeemer. But we see that in the operation of God, there's angels. There's angels assisting us. And as I go on, we'll talk a little more about these angels. Glory to God. Matthew, okay, we know that Gabriel appears to Mary. He tells her she's going to have a child. She doesn't understand it. She's not like... Zacharias, and, and she takes, Zacharias considered his own body. He didn't consider the words of that angel. All those words, all he could think about was, I'm old, my wife's old, we have never had children. So the angel had to shut him up so it could be performed, the word of God could be performed. Now then, if we'll look over to Matthew chapter 1, we're going to see an angel. So here's the scene set for bringing Jesus into this earth. And if we look over in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, here's another angel. And 
we know that's Gabriel. Gabriel is the one that brings messages. Okay, verse 20. But while he, uh, excuse me, we'll go up to 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her, Mary, a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Can you imagine? Here's this little young lady. He's engaged to marry her. And here she comes up pregnant. He loves her. He doesn't know what to do about this situation. You know, she tells him this, you know, Jesus, he, the Spirit of God came upon me and I'm pregnant and I'm pregnant with Jesus. Well, let me ask you, me and how many of you would think, you wouldn't think very spiritual, I wouldn't think. Well, he, Joseph, he was a just man. So the angel, thank God for angels, the angel appeared to him and he told him, then Joseph, her husband, let's see, he, he wanted to protect Mary. Even though he didn't know about this marriage thing, he still wanted to protect her, put her away privately so it wouldn't be a big, you know, scene. But this angel appears to Joseph and he says, but why, and verse 20, and Joseph, while he thought on these things, what to do? What, how to protect Mary? Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Now this angel came in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. All right, we see that. Then let's go back to Luke. And let's look at chapter 2. Nine and ten. The shepherds. Jesus is born. The shepherds. And it says in, in verse nine, and lo, the angel of the Lord came up on them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, talking about the shepherds, "Fear not, for behold." I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Isn't it amazing that those words that were spoken to the shepherds are still spoke to us today? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You'll find this babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly... There was with this angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to God. Then in verse 12, Matthew 2 and 12, let's look at this. He warned, no, that's not what I wanted, I'm sorry. They were warned of God in a dream 
Matthew 2 and 13. And then Joseph, let's see, where am I wanting to go? Okay. We see that this whole setup of Jesus coming into the earth came through everywhere they looked, angels just showed up. Gabriel come. He came and he told them, he told Joseph first. Then he taught, they came and they talked to Mary. Then they went to the shepherds and they told the shepherds. And then all through this whole birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was angels just showing up everywhere. Well, now I want us to look at our lives. Glory to God. Matthew 18 and 10. I'm telling you, we got to get a, 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 just a hold on that we are supernatural children of God and we need to be expecting some supernatural assistance, some supernatural visions, some supernatural God talking to us. And I don't think there's a one of us here that's born again that we, I've never seen an angel, but oh, I'd love to. But I'm telling you, I've known their presence. And I've seen their help all through my life. And I mean, I'm telling you, these angels are real. And we are blood-bought children of God. That It started with Jesus in a manger. It ended up with Jesus on the cross being raised, going to hell for us, raised from the dead. I'm telling you, you know... I, I had a dear friend tell me one day, they said, well, you know, Patsy, you just need to go back to the cross. I thought, I am, I do, I, I honor the cross. I'm thankful for the cross of Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something. The cross was death. The cross was Jesus taking on every one of our sins. I'm telling you, you need to honor the cross, but you need to honor the resurrection more than you you could do anything else. The resurrection is a place of triumph. The resurrection is a place of victory. The resurrection is what sets us free. Glory to God. Well, in Matthew 18 and 10, you know, we hear these things. We say, well, I have angels. Well, can you tell me where you have angels? Well, I'm going to show you right here. It's nothing new. Like I said, this is just a refresher. Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 10, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, talking about the children, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. Well, I'll ask you something. If an angel was assigned to you, assigned to you at your birth, and did that angel drop off? Did that angel die? Did that angel go back to heaven and say, forget you? No, that angel that was assigned to you as a child, and as you became born again, he's still with you. He's still walking with us. He's still helping us. And you know, it says that in heaven, they're angels. That word is plural. 
Now, I do believe I got one angel, but it says I got more than one angel. And it do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. So I want to ask you, you know, just like with my children, I believe all, all the time for my kids. They're grown. They got families of their own. But I'm still believing. I'm, I never give up on them. But I want to tell you something. Those angels, I commissioned those angels. I commissioned them to go and, and, and watch over them, protect them. And those angels, there's angels. There's more than just one angel. It says plural. I don't know how many. But I know in Revelations, it talks about thousands. It talks about 10,000. It, I mean, the whole book of Revelation is filled with angels. Glory to God. They don't just appear in Revelations. They're here for our assistance and our help. Now, okay, Matthew says that we have an angel. We have angels. Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews 1. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just read here for a little God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophet, and hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Jesus made the worlds. And who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. Not the power of his word. The word's got power, but it's not, he's not upholding this world by the power. He's upholding all things by the word of Almighty God and of his power. And that's why his word's so powerful. Oh, glory. And when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made Man, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance attained a more excellent name than they. Jesus, the name, glory to God. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And you know, that word begotten means born. Born again. He said, which... He said, Jesus, you're my son. What this, what day? The day I raised you from the dead. The day that you were the firstborn from the dead. And again, he said, and again, and again, and again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Again, what, what Satan thought he had taken, the relationship between the father and his son, he thought it destroyed him there. But oh, thank God for resurrection morning when Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. He said, and again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Glory to God. 
But, and of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So we see here that these angels are made a little lower, a little lower than God, a little lower than Jesus, and even a little lower than man. I want to tell you something. I, I read this and I thought it was so good. It said, we are in a prime position to receive, talking about angels, their help if we will just remember that angels must remain in the background while Jesus Christ must remain in the foreground. Glory to God. Jesus is always ahead, above all. Angels are sent to minister to us. And I'm telling you what, we think of angels. I think of the warring angels. I think of, of Gabriel, the messenger, the messenger that brings messages to people. I think about all the wonderful works that we have. But Jesus Christ is foremost and always ahead of everything. We must keep it in the right perspective. But I'm telling you, I think many times angels, we don't recognize that angels are working on our behalf. We don't because we just don't have the mindset. And, and I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart, and I've, all through, I've heard many prophecies stating that, that in these last days, we're going to be seeing angels. We're going to be recognizing them more than we ever have. I tell you what, I would just be thrilled if my two sons came running and were scared out of their wits because some great big old giant angel had appeared to them. That would just make me so happy. You know, and I've heard of it happening. So, hey. But we see here, though, in these scriptures, that angels are sent to minister to and for us. Whether we ever see them, they're here. Now, we know, let's see, let's, where am I going to go? Psalms 8. I'm not going to, I'm going to be through here in just a second. But Psalms chapter 8 is a very dear psalm to my heart. And I love this psalm. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. And out of the mouth of babes and sucklings there has ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Now when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visited him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. But if you will take that word, angels, and go to your Strong's Concordance and look that word up, that word does not mean angels. That word in the Hebrew is Elohim. 
And Elohim is, I, I know I'm not saying it right, but that name is one of the names of our Heavenly Father. So what is that saying? He's made those angels lower. And we are made so much higher. We are God's creation. We are God's workmanship. We are the ones that work this, walk this earth housing God. Glory to God. And He has made us, and He not only that, has crowned Him with glory and honor. Who got crowned with glory and honor? Man did. Don't you know that it just messed up Satan's whole world? When Jesus Christ rose from the dead and was born again? And not only that, he's had to not only watch Jesus Christ be born from the dead from the eons and eons of time, he's had to watch us be born again. And I mean, that's why he just doesn't know what to do with all of these God people walking around with Jesus inside of them, learning who they are, that they can take dominion over the works of the enemy, that they can rise up and stop him dead in his tracks, that sickness and disease cannot rule over us. Glory to God. And what does it take? What does it take? It takes knowing God. It, it takes knowing His Word that He has exalted above His name. And there's not one promise of God that is not brought to pass if we will believe Him. Because it's through faith that we inherit the promises. Glory to God. Alright, let's see. Now these angels, I'm going to have to close. Glory to God. But talking about angels, we see through the birth of Jesus that angels were all in that. They appeared to Mary. They appeared to Joseph. They appeared to Zacharias. They appeared to Elizabeth. They appeared at not, I don't, in the whole plan of Jesus getting into this earth, it was continually with angels. I mean, angels came, brought messages, brought deliverance. Jesus walked this earth. He had the angels at his disposal. You know, and that and the story in the Gospels, I love, one of my, I love it. When Jesus, you know, he was walking in this, on this earth. Here he is. And these people are so mad and so just in, just infuriated with Jesus. Why? Just the devil. But anyway, Jesus is walking and they pushed, they got him to the edge of a cliff. And they're thinking, okay, we're going to get rid of this Jesus. You know? Well, they get him right there, that edge of that cliff, and they thought they were just going to push him off there. He just he just turns around and walks right through them and goes to wherever it was he was supposed to go. Glory to God. Do you think that he had some assistance? Yeah, he did. Oh, glory. And in Psalms 91, very familiar scripture. This scripture ought to be your go-to chapter. I mean, anytime the devil knocks you down, you ought to go and find Psalms 91. He's talking and he says, 
nowhere. I could just, well, let's just start verse 1. It's, it didn't take long to read this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's you. That's you. That's you, born again family. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And how does it become real to you? Because I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover me with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, the habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. I wonder how many angels is taken when evil knocks at our door. I can just see the warring angels in the spirit. You ain't going there. No, you're not touching them. No, you're not touching those kids. Even though they're grown. Sometimes they don't act like they got much sins. But you're not touching them. You can't have them. Glory to God. Now angels, you know in the mornings or whenever you get up on your way to work or whatever, you ought to be saying, angels, Thank you that you watch over my kids. Thank you that nothing shall hurt them. Nothing. Though they... Oh, glory. No, I'm telling you, this is real, folks. This is real. No evil shall befall them. Neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling. A plague is simply something that is sent to destroy them or to destroy us. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash that foot against the stone. Who's gonna bear them up in their hands? Who's gonna pick them up so they don't, it, they, it didn't bear them against the stone or dash them against the stone or dash them against any hurtful, harmful thing? Who's gonna do that? I'm telling you the angels do that. I'm telling you there's angels at work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. To me that is, I'm going to trample under Satan's feet. I'm going to trample under every one of the demonic forces that he sent to try to mess me up or just ruin my day. Glory to God. I am weak. Oh my. What do angels hearken to? The Word of Almighty God. Now, do they hearken to the Word because you feel real spiritual that day and you got up and you quoted Psalms 91 and you said your little five-minute prayers and you went off to work? I'm not knocking any of that. I've done it. But what I'm saying is it does not matter what we feel. This Word is true. And God loves us so much because we've accepted His Son. 
You are a living, walking human being with God Almighty inside of you. Hallelujah. I just want to read you one quick little thing because it touched my heart. So Mark Brzee, he's been here. He has this book about angels. I haven't read it all yet, but I, I plan on it. But he was talking about his niece had a baby. And this little baby, they said, would not live. Well, uh, they began to believe God. And he t- tells this story. He said, I remember that angels were at work in the life of my niece Rachel's little daughter, Ava, when she was just a few hours old. Ava was born premature and experienced some pretty serious challenges in the beginnings of her life. Doctors didn't give her much uh, much chance of surviving, but a lot of people were praying, believing God, and speaking the word over her. And that's why she's alive and well today. But family members had said, as tiny as she was, that she would lie in the hospital crib with her little eyes open looking around the top of the room. I believe, Mark Rizzi says, she might have been seeing angels because plenty of people were assigning angels in her behalf by praying and speaking God's word over her. Even now that she's a little, a little older, Ava ran to get her mom one day and said, Mom, I want you to see this guy in my room. He's a big man and he's dressed in white. And he was right there, she said, pointing. And Brother Mark says, I believe that Ava was seeing an angel. And I believe that she's still seeing angels. The Bible tells us that angels are not only at the beginning of life, but they're also at the end of our life. Hallelujah. And we understand from this scripture that angels are involved in receiving and escorting believers to heaven when it's time to step over to the other side. And I believe that too. And you know, I thought, well, I know that scripturally I can't pray to angels. But I tell you what we can do. We can get on Psalms 91. We can start quoting about angels. We can say, Lord, my angel is beholding your face before me. So, Lord, I'm just praying and believing you. Then I know that angels are on assignment in my life. They're on assignment in my children's life. They're on assignment in my grandchildren's life. And even in my great-grandchildren. Now, boy, that really ages me, doesn't it? But I'm telling you what. We serve a supernatural God. We're not limited to this natural realm. Oh, thank God. But... I just wanted to maybe stir you up a little bit and just help you and just think about, think about the precious Word of God and all these precious promises that we have. And you know, if things kind of knock you down a little bit, just get up, dust yourself off, and just remind the devil who he's messing with. Glory to God. So I'm done, and I just pray that this week be a blessed week for you. Pastor Randy will be back Sunday. And so God bless you and you're free to go.